Welcome, one and all, to the Falcon and the Winter Soldier podcast by Fantastic Geek, your official, unofficial voice of the Marvel Cinematic Community. My name is Matt, and joining me, as always, is Pete. Hello, Pete. Hello, Matt. Hello, everybody. Here today to start off the Falcon and the Winter Soldier podcast by Fantastic Geek. This, as we are a little more than halfway through the WandaVision podcast by fantastic geek enjoying it immensely so much engagement from our listeners from people on social media but it's already time thank goodness matt to be looking to the future to the friday march 19th premiere of falcon and the winter soldier on disney plus Pete, the future, the present, the past all converging, particularly as we record this on February 6th, 2021, uh, the Super Bowl tomorrow, where we widely anticipate that there will be a, uh, for the second year in a row, be a commercial for the first season of The Falcon and the Winter Soldier. (laughs) Of course, obviously, all of this timeline all of this release schedule all of this production having been impacted by by covid and all of that and to, to just think pete that there's you know out there in the multiverse there's another uh there's another world where we've already seen all of this and we finished it in september and the <laughs> filming in the czech republic was not interrupted in early march 2020 right. but we're here we're we're in the now and excited about this show uh, next month can we say that i mean i know that's the case yeah. it's that close finally and and even with you know marvel studios tv on disney plus being now matt in its second month you know starting in january to imagine that this was the show falcon and the winter soldier that was going to kick that off um and it remains to be seen how things will will you know unfold on that show i mean obviously we'll we'll do a couple episodes here prior to the series beginning in our weekly podcasts of those episodes but you know uh mild spoiler right now if you're watching uh wandavision and you're not uh you know up to date um but the the blip episode that fourth episode that really pulls back the curtain and uh shows characters coming back from thanos's snap something that we are hearing is going to also be an element of falcon and the winter soldier uh when both titular characters went away in um avengers uh infinity war so to think that maybe they're big, oh my God, they did it. They brought them back episode might've been the one. I mean, for all we know, that's how the series begins. Which, yeah, it's interesting to be to be prepping for this show, to be having this kind of you know pre-release podcast discussion in the shadow of WandaVision. And back in 2019, when we saw five years later, the end point of Endgame 2023 seemed impossibly far. And what's been interesting is uh, clearly without knowledge of COVID, but clearly by, rather clearly by design, to have WandaVision set uh, in that immediate after time uh, of, uh, if, if the math is reliable, fall 2023 for WandaVision, and then to be, uh, as has been rumored, the Falcon and the Winter Soldier is going to be at that same point as well. 
among other things, what's interesting is for the MCU, generally speaking, to have had one year of our real life go on during one year of Marvel movies, uh, but to have had things paused uh, towards the end of 20, 2023, again, by intention, then let alone the fact that there's been this this space in terms of stuff being released, um, we're, we're returning narratively to this epicenter that literally would have touched or, or will have. I don't know what the right tense is to talk about the future of the Marvel Universe, but I guess it's the present, except for Spider-Man Far From Home, which now takes place in the future compared to the, uh, uh, brain overload. But just, yeah. again, the point being this critical moment in the lives of everyone who is alive in the MCU in 2023, of course, in retrospect, it makes sense to tie that into being this community event and one that has, as you said, Pete, very much ties into Falcon and the Winter Soldier in terms of their, you know, existence. Yeah, it's it's going to be interesting looking back once we have moved fully through this phase four. Uh, how closely does the the snap and the advent of COVID kind of mirror uh, those those two events? But, um, you know, the other thing that WandaVision has now formally begun this multiverse and Falcon and the Winter Soldier would have been the first show up on Disney. um, Pretty straightforward in terms of, okay, this is an action adventure, buddy, superhero joint that you're going to watch six episodes and then we'll get you into WandaVision, which was always slated to be the second one up and uh, leapfrogging it and with a not suddenly, but, you know, kind of came up on everybody pretty quick. Wait, it's how many? It's nine episodes uh, run um, to think that it would have lengthened it out in between Falcon and the Winter Soldier and, and Loki now. But you know, you have to imagine that with the, I mean, you use the trademark name, Matt, before uh, <clears throat> the big game tomorrow night, um, that that will kick off the Falcon and the Winter Soldier uh, advertising in earnest. I mean, this is a thing. There are people watching WandaVision who are not, you know, ordinary partakers of Marvel TV, TV the way Matt and I since 2013, Fantastic Geek, the voice of the MCU, the only podcast to podcast every single one of those shows, the movies, all of it. There's not anybody that even comes close. Okay. And there are a lot of people that, you know, may watch some of those shows. There are a lot of people that watch just the movies that are in just on that. Um, but there are people much like Mandalorian. I mean, maybe it's the Disney plus Mandalorian effect that are in on WandaVision that aren't even like MCU movie people. Like I'm stopped all the time. Hey, WandaVision, what's going on with this? Um, and you know, tomorrow night is going to be a, a moment for people of wait, there, there's another Disney plus Marvel show coming next month after this other one. And, and you know, their minds are going to explode once Loki's out. Well, you mentioned the six episodes for the Falcon and the winter soldier until they announced that WandaVision was going nine episodes. Um, I don't know whether it had been formally announced that it was six, but conventional wisdom was six episodes for all of these shows. So 
one data point to watch in the next six weeks or so is does that episode count get adjusted? Now, interestingly, for the production of WandaVision, uh, a great amount of the series, of course, had been shot in and around the Atlanta area. And then very intentionally, they brought it, the production back to Los Angeles. So there's going to be a break in production and you go back to Los Angeles, particularly for some of the um, some of the kind of uh, TV sitcom uh, home exteriors that exist in the Los Angeles area. Coincidentally, Falcon and the Winter Soldier had a big production in Atlanta, Georgia from October until October 2019 until March 2020 had the planned, uh, pardon me, they did not exactly have the pause in production. They had moved the production to the Czech Republic to finish up things for presumably multiple episodes in the Czech Republic. And then that was interrupted by COVID and production resumed in Atlanta this past September and then finished up in October uh, in the Czech Republic. My point being, Pete, WandaVision had a planned break where they physically moved and it appears in that time extended out the number of episodes. That's not confirmed, but that seems to be the impression. We have in Falcon and the Winter Soldier, though they had already made the physical move to the Czech Republic, we have a similar thing where they shot a whole bunch of the show, then we're going to wrap up some, and in the middle of that had this big long COVID pause. So could it be possible that along the way they said, oh my goodness, we have pretty solid edits of these first four episodes, but if we do this, we do that, the other, you know what, we can shoot a little bit more and we can turn six into eight or whatever. Your thoughts there, Pete? I mean, it's it's certainly possible. The level of secrecy, this, even with the big cameo uh, stinger at the end of the most recent WandaVision uh, episode, I will not spoil uh, at this time, having been pretty much public knowledge since May of last year. Um, so, yeah, I mean, anything is certainly possible i i'm kind of braced at this point matt to here it, it's eight episodes surprise like all, all right whatever i mean we we love this universe we love these shows we certainly want more of them i mean gosh matt it's not as if you know doing wandavision we suddenly you know have more people we've never had right in before correspond with us along for the ride yeah, and I mean, for, for new listeners, welcome aboard. Hope you check out FantasticGeek.com for more podcasts just like this. Hope you check your podcast provider. Search for Fantastic Geek to see more than what we do. Uh, but Pete, let's let's dive on into this show a little bit deeper. Uh, let's talk a little bit about the crew behind it. Uh, the show created by Malcolm Spellman, and he also the... Uh, the head writer, which, uh, as The Hollywood Reporter has noted, head writer is the Marvel term for what in other shows would be the showrunner. Uh, the implication, of course, being uh, Kevin Feige runs everything and, and you're, you know, Mr. Spellman, just the head writer. But yes, uh, your chair is not as big as his chair and, and understandably. But Malcolm Spellman, uh, a veteran of uh, both for writing and producing uh, Empire, also was involved with the TV series Truth Be Told, uh, and an executive producer for the documentary series Hip Hop Uncovered. 
Um, so Pete, to my eyes, a, a newer writer producer than not, you know, doesn't have, doesn't have a resume that goes back years and years and years, but certainly uh, a welcome talent there. And then all six episodes directed by Carrie Scoglund, uh, whose work we've seen before Pete, I think back to, uh, to the first season of Punisher, which was the, in my mind, the better season of the two. Um, she's done three or four or five episodes of The Handmaid's Tale, Fear the Walking Dead, The Walking Dead, Sons of Liberty. I mean, this is a a top tier director and um, somebody who, by the way, has the quote, people say they can't find female directors. But the reason for that is that there's no access, no entry point. Um, yeah. And here she is directing what would have been the entry point of Marvel Studios television on Disney Plus and still... You know, second place isn't too bad, particularly since WandaVision is one kind of weird. And I think that we're expecting Falcon and the Winter Soldier to be a bit more familiar. And seeing both the buzz and the heat turned up on the creative team, uh, you know, in terms of demand on WandaVision, I would fully expect that's what's going to happen here with Spellman and, and Skoglin. Um, I mean, Spellman's a, a great choice to uh head write this show matt i almost said the s term that kevin feige reserves for just himself uh all all kidding aside um but you know all right so empire uh a a show helmed by a black superhero um and this going to be completely baked into the premise and timely so expect that now matt and i were talking off mic before you know about there will be some pushback you know because of the way things are and have gone relatively in america particularly over the last year but building to that in terms of uh how this series unfolds how it chooses to how it will examine these characters and i think spellman is a voice here that can guide this that can make it accessible at the same time make it timely so obviously we know anthony mackie there as sam wilson sebastian stan as bucky barnes it will be interesting to see if uh the Falcon and Winter Soldier as a as a production if it adopts the same kind of credit mechanism if you will that WandaVision does where with each episode uh Elizabeth Olsen and Paul Bettany trade off the top spot uh I'm not saying that will necessarily be telling one way or the other whether it comes to story stuff or whether it comes to you know a hint you know who who will be Captain America at the end of it it's going to be Sam Wilson um, or, or anything like that, or even if it's even, you know, uh, an ego thing or, you know, I refuse to come out of my trailer. Like, I, I don't know that we can read too deeply other than it caught my eye for WandaVision. And it is one way to say, hey, these are co-leads. And unlike a movie poster where, you know, there's Hollywood ego uh, benefits to being the leftmost or the topmost. So what do they do sometimes? They put one person as leftmost, but somebody else is above them to the right and that's meant to be equal because that means things in hollywood um we'll see if this show trades that first top spot there for the tube then add to it pete i know we've discussed these names before but still it is surprising to miss uh, to me to see daniel brule back as uh zemo emily van camp back as sharon carter who we haven't seen since civil war and i think it'll be 
her same presence. With, same with Brule. I had a head scratcher of a moment today when uh, I'll do this to you, Matt. You know, uh, Captain America: Civil War that came out five years ago. Like to think that it was that long. That feels like yesterday that movie came out. And granted, the Infinity War, you know, duology obviously a a massive massive event but they've continued to build to these things that's why the the multiverse what with you know what's begun in um you know wandavision and how that will stretch several shows and movies is going to be so interesting to watch but yeah i mean to to get brule back as zemo we're gonna do the mask matt you know what we thought we might have gotten when we first got the character and in here to get another swing at it and get more of them and you know having podcast agent carter as we did way back in the day and now to get more of a character connected um not that she was on that but just connected to peggy and and more of that family uh, is going to be super fun as well. Then you add to that, uh, Georges St. Pierre is back as George Batrock, who, you know, had the minor role in Winter Soldier on the boat. He kind of was right. the, the, the boss level fighter guy, uh, in, in Winter Soldier. Again, kind of like head scratcher, like, how does this piece fit in? You know, can't wait for it. Uh, a bit more recently, and I hope this isn't a spoiler for anybody. If so, Fast forward 30 seconds now, but uh, a bit more recently, it made public that Don Cheadle will make uh, some sort of appearance as yeah. War Machine. Pete, might you call him an aeronautical engineer while we <laughs> w- while we wonder about theories for WandaVision? You um, might. And then a variety of other, uh, of other actors. Pete, I have to give the shout out to Carl Lumley, who... Uh, I will always remember from the the TV show, the, the short-lived TV show on Fox, uh, Mantis, uh, and who more recently in our podcast universe had appeared on some season two episodes of the uh, the late God Friended Me. Yeah, and then you know, okay, so is Batrock their uh, their their Darcy Lewis? Uh, you know, if, if we're going to make the comparison here with WandaVision and then you even left out, Matt, uh, Wyatt Russell as John F. Walker as U.S. agent um, going to be a member of this cast as well. So it's going to be very different from WandaVision. We expect it to be that way. It should be that way. Um, but, you know, you, you see similarities in terms of the way that uh, Feige is uh, unveiling these Disney Plus series. Um, once we have two of them, you know, running or have run, obviously they won't run concurrently, but to be able to make further comparisons in terms of the productions and, you know, there's no slowdown because then it's Loki and they're super deep into filming Miss Marvel and Hawkeye right now, and they're ramping up on moon Knight and she hulk i mean our cup runneth over i mean granted we're on our third potential release date for black widow and uh, i don't know matt i don't i don't think i'm gonna be in a theater on uh in in may of this year uh, even with a vaccine um again it's just interesting the way this is all unfolded well in terms of these marvel studios tv shows i think 
I understand the original plan, which was start with Falcon and Winter Soldier because it's going to be the most familiar in terms of, you know, guys with muscles fight guys with muscles and they have helpers along the way. Um, and then WandaVision gets all weird. Uh, but I think the reverse being what is Marvel, wh- what can Marvel Studios bring to Disney Plus and the explosion that has been WandaVision uh, in terms of what can you trust? And we st- we're still not quite sure where things will end up. But then we get to return to familiarity with Falcon and the Winter Soldier next month and kind of more of the established, you know, kind of kind of real world nature, etc. Then we go crazy again for Loki, presumably skipping through time and space and whatnot. Then we come back to a familiar but recently abandoned trope for Marvel Studios, which is the origin story in Ms. Marvel. And then we get to a familiar but catch-up story with Hawkeye. So I think that the right pattern has emerged uh, out of this, you know, crazy bit of uh, <laughs> bit of life that we've all been living for the last year or so. But, I mean, our enthusiasm for this show is through the roof. Can't wait to see the arc that Sam Wilson is on. Can't wait to see Bucky Barnes along for the ride there as well. And it's just going to be, it's going to be, you know, with the highest hopes that we are watching and podcasting each week. And Matt, it's the people of patreon.com slash fantastic geek who make this the 21st podcast feed for fantastic geek in our little under eight year history possible. Yes. And we are so proud to be listener supported. So proud to know that the costs that we do incur uh, in making these podcasts, that it's uh, helped out by the listeners just like you. So thank you to all who have gone or who will go to patreon.com slash fantastic geek to help keep things going here. Our team, the Falcon, the winter soldier team, it's all, it's all connected somehow, Pete. (laughs) Are we allowed to say it's all connected anymore? (laughs) I don't think Jeff Loeb would mind. If you want to connect with us, Matt, how can people find you? Uh, well, you can find me on Twitter as Looking Back Lost. Uh, but Pete, how can people find you? You find me on Twitter at uh, Peter, P I E T E R J K E T L A A R, 11,774 followers. Can't be wrong. And of course, if you want to be in touch with the podcast in general, a bunch of ways to do it. We are Fantastic Geek on Twitter, Instagram, and Gmail. Also visit fantasticgeek.com and comment there. Uh, certainly as this podcast is getting up off the ground, we, we love it also when people leave reviews there. Uh, great way to make sure that new listeners can get connected. Uh, but Pete, most importantly, when will we be talking Falcon and the Winter Soldier again, barring any breaking news? <laughs> I mean, we'll do a preview uh, up to a week before that March 19th episode. Have to imagine, you know, we we have run a pattern of we do a podcast about a, a show and then something breaks like the next day. Yeah, and I mean, with the with the prospect of the big game ad, whatever that's going to look like, um, and really an opportunity to relaunch anticipation over this show, um, I mean, hopefully they don't spoil too much, but I think, Pete, plenty of opportunity for us to say, oh my goodness, we need to talk about this sooner than not, um, and certainly anticipation, again, anticipation through the roof for this show. Yeah, it's hard, again, to imagine that we're a little over a month away from a brand new Disney plus show and you know 
six to maybe more episodes of these characters. Well, with that, Pete, we will wrap things up. Certainly look forward to talking to people online about this show as we count down to Friday, March 19th. And then, of course, our podcast coming out for it uh, that weekend, probably uh, March 21st, the Sunday. With that, Pete, I will say adios to all our listeners and give you the final word. Talk to you soon. Bye.